Sup, fool. This is the Sore Losers BMX Podcast. My name is Justin Cobley. I'm out here on Long Island, New York, here with the co-host, Austin Mazer. He's in Mallorca, Spain, with some lights flashing in the background. Uh, and today we're going to talk to our buddy, Fred Drew, a.k.a. Derf, a.k.a. Slick Fred. What other nicknames do you got, Austin? Oh, shit. Fredwin. Fredwin De La Rosa. Yeah. yeah. That's his contact course, in my phone. I mean, since I put him in my contact forever ago, it's always been Fredwin. That's sick. So, yeah, Fred's the homie. We're going to talk to him today. He's going to divulge some, like, government secrets, you know, just the basics. Teach us about uh, how to recover from a major spinal injury. All that good stuff. So Pretty much you just summed doing? me up. That's all I got to offer. <laughs> we can just jump right government into this secrets, fine hygiene. Coding. Yeah, coding, photography, summer of Fred. didn't hear about that uh, empty stuff. No, people are here best. for riding. Bike stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what have you guys been up to lately? Go ahead, Austin. They want to hear from the host. Um, what have I been up to? I don't think much, honestly. Not really. It's been hitting the skate park during the week. Some street spots here and there. Trying to film. Not much. Same old. Been out there with Juan. Yeah, we tried to film because I'm trying to. We're trying to work on a video for him, and we went out last weekend. I want to say, and he was trying to film this clip that we'd previously tried to film with the VX, and you know, since then I got the HVX, and I was like, hey, well, I'm not gonna use the VX for the video anymore since I just got this camera and I want to use it, so. You know, worked out that he didn't get it that, you know, that trip out with the VX. So we went back and he was kind of having some trouble with it and then ended up rolling his ankle. Ooh. And kind of called the day early. And since then, he's just been healing that up. But I don't think it's anything too serious. I think maybe just a light sprain. Like he's able to walk pretty good now. Yeah. If so, you can walk on it right away, that's a good sign. Yeah. And, you know, he's down to, you know, at least go out and shoot photos or film, so. Nice. So it hasn't uh, fully yeah. set him on the couch. Hasn't hindered him, you know. He's still down to go out and, you know, foot permitting as long as he can. Yeah, no climbing fences. And, yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. That's cool. But, yeah, pretty much that. Actually, so before we go any further... I just wanted to uh, apologize for missing a week of uh, putting out an episode. I know I did that, the solo podcast, in the effort to not miss a week. And then a couple episodes later, just totally missed one. But, you know, I had a They'll rough week. They'll never weekend. forgive you. They'll yeah, never forgive you. No, I know you'll that never forgive that me. You were gone. They were like, oh, this fucking guy, my whole world is revolved around him releasing <laughs> these things. And now it I'm just has forever stained the podcast. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking of just calling it quits, you know. <laughs> One week is done, so what's the point? Yeah. Right. Whole week without the introduction of the podcast. <laughs> Do you love the intro? Over. You made me redo it a second time because you started cracking up, and then I started cracking up. 
No one else has started laughing. Just give no. him like a wince or a face. I Usually guess because it's like I know you so well, and yeah. it's just you know, it's just a little. It's, it's funny hearing it's your friends, cheesy. Uh, yeah, but trying to be serious about these things, like yeah, I'm trying to control myself and not make fun of you while you're doing it. <laughs> Impulse right. to be an yeah, asshole. Trying to be trying to be at least a bit a little bit uh professional. Yeah, yeah, semi. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Fred. So, I guess we'll uh, we'll talk to you now. No, what did you dude, do I yesterday? My, what, what, what do you want to know? I got it all. I got every answer, dude. So you're you're biking again. It's been a while, right? Fred's back on the bike. Oh man, let me think now. Uh, January third, twenty nineteen was the last time I rode a bike. Um, not like anybody was counting. <laughs> like you know, not being uh, kind of in, inflicted by some major injury, some ailment. And uh, not like I'm doing any tricks again. We're not out there, uh, you know, grinding any handrails or anything like that. You know, um, not yet. Not yet. That's right. But we're back, and uh, I've been trying to go ride a little bit every day. It's um, it's therapeutic on all fronts. It's nice to just kind of be back. You can get your you get your you get a piece of your your calling back, I suppose. And then right. you you loosen up. You stay healthy. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so wonderful. Not riding is uh, is like a peak into purgatory. And that is to say, just like normal people's lives. And it's it's a weird world I have no care to return to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I feel like uh, there's other things that come close to riding. But, but I guess but the, think- the physical aspect is a big part of it, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I feel like because other like, hobbies. He couldn't even he couldn't even just go on the bike and just go down the street. Yeah, not even just being like able to cruise. He was completely that's... unable to go on yeah. you know any sort of bike. There are things that come close. I know what you mean. Like um when I'm not thinking about riding, which is it's seldom even in the time I've been gone, I think about like baseball mostly. I'm just like an absolute psychopath for that 3-hour slow as hell game. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But there's this thing about riding, it kind of hits all points. Like when you're riding, you it demands all of your attention and not in a way that creates like a busy framework in your thought process. It's like it's it's very organic. You're you're out there, you're pedaling around, and you're really, for all intents and purposes, enjoying this one thing with all of your mental capacity. It's really nice. And then there's this other added thing to it when it just comes to Keeping you moving, you feel good. You're keeping loose and stuff like that. As long as you don't get hurt, of course. Yeah. Um, you're looking for spots. You're trying to look for a good place to eat. You know, maybe once in a while you're feeling up to it. You get that clip. Yeah, that's just it's. Um, it's actually difficult to explain. You contemplate it and what it means a little bit better or more closely. I think when you don't have it for a long time. I never really thought too deeply about riding. It was just like, oh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to go for a cruise, you know, go to a cop on a plane, get in the get in that beater car of mine and drive somewhere or go to this neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I think other riders understand w- what it is that's so great about it without having to, to ponder it uh, so deeply. Um. And if you had people sit down and, and really remove themselves from the act of doing it, like while they're sitting down, I don't know, at home, just not riding, they might realize that it is such a, um, I don't know, like a, such a, a lever for kind of just like a good, nice, balanced life. 
I mean, there's so many layers to it. Yeah. Like what it kind of provides. Yeah, it's difficult difficult to explain. Yeah. But it's like you said, when you're kind of stripped of it or, you know, not able to, to do it how you would, you kind of like realize all the things that it gives you. Oh, yeah, dude. I read that, um, I bought that book, that uh, Delecky book, um, was it Pavement Ethos. And I'm not quite sure which one of the guys um, who was interviewed in the book said this, but it was something along the lines of like, once you've had a taste of this, it's almost souring to other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Something to that, that effect. Like, um, you had a taste now, and like, you just you want all of that instead of like all of this other stuff, like, um, you know, worrying about your nine to five. Keep a roof over your head, you know, bills, just, um, you know, little things that really don't deserve much attention, but they seem to grasp a whole lot of it from you if you, you let it, I suppose. And I, I certainly feel that way. Um, at first, it was like I didn't know how long it would take to really recover. I actually thought it'd be like, all right, maybe I missed the summer. It kind of sucks. A couple of months, you're a little banged up, but then then the 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 true um weight of the situation kind of fell on me and uh it became very clear that it was like a a big question mark how long it would take yeah because you kept giving us like etas like oh i think i'm going to be riding you know by this month and then it was like oh i think it's going to be six more months and then that would just like yeah it seemed like perpetually got kicked the can down the road further and further yeah so, uh, yeah, those updates stopped coming. But, um, yeah, you know, there's this thing about, I, I suppose everyone who's, like, gone riding has been injured. You know, they've, they've fallen, they've really just eaten the pavement. Uh, but then when you're, like, a young guy, you just kind of bounce up. I'm all right. Um, no no problem. Maybe you, you take a breather, yada, yada. If you're, like, 15, you, like, absolutely kiss the pavement and, like, you, like, just bounce that up and do it yeah. again. You know, when you're, like, your mid-20s, it's, like, you know, maybe a grunt. Like, ugh, all right, give me a minute. <laughs> and, um, you know, I felt all that. But, um, yeah, it's certainly, it's, it's certainly not even remotely close to, like, having an injury in which time is not only the factor of like whether or not it will heal, you know, um, there's like other things, um, you know, there's effort you have to put into your recovery. Um, and that has to be commensurate with like, uh, I suppose that the time that it takes over a long period. So, you know, especially with like a spinal cord injury, it's like, you're talking about a multivariate problem, a mechanical one that you have to fix over a long period of time. It's not like some other part of your body. There's not much blood flow. Can't just throw an yeah. ice pack There's on no, it. There's no, yeah, reconstruction yeah, that they can sucks. do with, like, you know, an ACL, or it's it's kind of on you to, like, yeah. let yourself heal and, you know, develop better habits. Like, And, of course, like, those those habits that you're trying to uh, develop, like, the, the, dif- the difficult thing with, like, these large injuries, it's like, am I developing the correct habit? For example, you think you're standing up straight, as I did. I thought I was standing up straight. But then I realized, like, oh, man, this muscle right here is, it's like, perpetually engaged. Mm-hmm. Or in an effort to not move my lower spine 
I have now begin to move everything above a certain point, and now it's like like a door hinge at one of my um, my discs, and I'm just asking for the same injury somewhere else. So you have to like navigate this fog of, you know, you're trying your hardest to do the, the right thing, but unfortunately, sometimes you're going to hurt yourself in the pursuit of that. Yeah, and that kind that was that was really process. most of my problem. And I feel like a lot of like what you experienced was. Uh, I mean, I feel like you were kind of misdiagnosed. Oh yeah, a, a couple times, and kind of given the okay, yeah, Fred, uh, we're gonna go ahead and do physical therapy and do all this stuff, and like you obviously wanting to get back to riding as soon as possible. You're like, all right, yeah, let's fucking do it, and you're kind of going and doing all that shit, which was like making the situation way worse. Yeah, and just kind of aggravating it. It's like somebody uh, with a broken leg doing like leg presses like as right. physical therapy like no no it's like it's chill just keep doing this stuff and it'll get better but maybe i should i should probably explain what happened to me you know for yeah, those so that are listening mind, that uh, haven't uh, kept up with my uh, daily life as many people do um so uh let me think it's 20 late 2018 we're having like uh the best riding summer ever right we're, we're hitting all these places we're going to philly we're riding all the time uh, we're enjoying ourselves. I was working with uh, Craig, Craig and his uh, his father and Pedro Pepe, of course, for uh, your YouTube folks. Master um, Masons doing that stone masonry stuff. Moving uh, hard brick. work. Those those dudes are um, those dudes are animals. You know they they, they really work hard, and then they uh, come out and ride, and um, somehow they don't fall apart like and me. They never complain. You know. All right. <laughs> well, Take it easy. I mean, Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were having a great time, and I was. Um, it was right before my senior year of college, and I went up to school. And um, I remember you came, Justin, up for the weekend, and we went riding. We went to we went around Buffalo a little bit. We rode your campus. Yeah, yeah, we rode my campus, and then we went up to Toronto to see our friend Joel. Uh, see previous podcast, right, Joel Forden. And um, I was trying to grind that kinker rail. And in me, in um, the moronic uh, layers that are my mind when I'm trying to do something, I was like trying this rail over and over again. And all I had to do was like keep my momentum forward and ride it off. And I somehow fell, heel stomped myself. And then I was like done for like three months, this bruised heel. Mm -hmm. And... I remember trying really hard to kind of recuperate. I was like, um, I was using like a walker for the first couple of weeks, trying to put more weight on my foot. And then like, I was going to, you know, because I, I planned on going to the, the Marine Corps. I was, I started kind of rushing the process of, of, of regaining my, like my vigor and, and like, you know, exercising again. So I started, I started running. I started doing a lot of calisthenic stuff. I was a, I was a little guy. And, um, I remember I was just, it's more like a moment of weakness. I was like, damn, you know, all this, all this working out, I'm still like, uh, this little tiny wet noodle of a guy. I'm like, I want to start lifting some weights, start going to the gym, um, across the street from where I lived up there. And, uh, once a week you'd have leg day as, um, you know, you do when you go to the gym, you one can't day, skip on leg day. you start, yeah, you know, mauling the these different muscles this day, the, the next group. And I guess on one of the leg days, and this was a, a buildup, of course, um, there wasn't this specific moment. I can't really recall. 
I think it was while doing leg presses. The pressure that built up in my disc while trying to do leg presses at a bad with bad posture um, pretty much was greater than the vertebrae above and below that disc could handle. So it broke the adjacent surfaces of the, the, the bones. Um, I know that sounds like crazy to not remember when that happened, but it was a gradual thing. The, the anatomy of your vertebrae are a little bit different. On the sides of it, it's like bone, kind of like your arm. On the uh, tops and bottoms that touch your discs, it's more like a, a rubbery cartilage. It's kind of hard to explain. But anyways, that, that part broke, right? So now my, the nucleus, the juices that are inside of my disc, kind of leaked into the vertebrae above and below it. So now it's like letting air out of a tire, except it's one of my discs in my spine. You know, instead of having this spine that kind of bends like uh, bamboo and kind of snaps back in place, it's like two pieces of bamboo held together by a slinky, and you're trying to, you know, move around and stuff. Bending ways um, it shouldn't, and uh, yeah, it's bad. Not you, know, you know, why is that heal. bad? Well, just because other than having two broken bones, um, there's lots of infl- inflammation inside those bones where the um, the marrow is. Your spinal cord travels through this bony process that sticks out of your uh, spine. It kind of looks like if uh, if you look at like Godzilla, how he's got the spikes coming off his spines. Just imagine like a hole that goes through all those spikes from his head to his feet, or his ass rather, um, that the spinal cord kind of hangs out in. So now you got this one spot that's like particularly loose this 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 disc is all fucked up so now these vertebrae above and below it aren't like kept in place by the tension so if like i bend forward all the force of like um me that movement wants goes to, to the weak shove spot. The, the vertebrae backwards towards like my ass and it takes a spinal cord for a ride and mm. it is unbelievably painful i hope that no one listening to this podcast suffers from such a thing it is like getting electrocuted 24 hours a day. Um, but you're right. I, I, I did get kind of misdiagnosed. I went, to a, I went to an orthopedic surgeon, as you do when you have these back problems. Um, and I, I got an MRI. I went, to, I went to PT. And they told me, like, look, you got a, you got a really bad disc. Um, it's not herniated, per se. It's not uh, bulging or anything like that. But it just can't, like, keep um, its rigidity enough to you know, um, how do you say, uh, allow for healthy spine movement. And they actually wanted to do surgery on me. They wanted to do what's called a spinal fusion. They would pretty much fuse the uh, opposing vertebrae with the bad disc in the middle together to remove the movement of those guys from the equation, thus solving the problem. And that should be um, like your last option ever. Like that should so yeah, be, you know, I, I, I freaked out a little bit, yeah. you know, I didn't say yes or anything like that. Um, I got carried away with my engineer mind, and I was like, you know, I, it's a mechanical problem we're dealing with. There's got to be some kind of solution. I, I don't find that, you know, um, if I were to fuse two links on my bike chain, would that cause it, keep it, you know, the, the problem together? No, that would just mean the moment it moves, it fucking breaks somewhere else. Uh-huh. If they fuse my spine in one place, you bet I would start moving the rest of my spine in an unhealthy faction, you know, fashion because now I'm stuck below some point. So I found this doctor. Um, he's a PhD guy, an academic. We like those folks. And um, he wrote a bunch of books on like healthy kinesiology for like uh, athletes, uh, specifically um, weightlifters, uh, powerlifters. You know, guys that like lift a thousand pounds for who knows fucking why. Um, 
and you de- dealt with a lot of similar injury mechanisms that are way worse. So I kind of took this dude's research as gospel. Um, and you went to see I the tr- guy. Yeah, dude. I, after graduation, I was already working. Um, and I was just in pain 24-7. And I mean, like, literally everything from my belly button down to my toes. It felt like I was forever holding one of those trick lighters that kind of electrocutes you. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. And um, I I rather not think about that very often. But I went <laughs> up to I went up to Toronto um, to see this guy. Um, then I, I saw one of his protégés. Um, in New York City, actual, right? In New York, um, mm-hmm. and then in, in outside of Toronto, in a place called Hamilton, um, for your, you know, the people for the Great White North that are listening, um, near Waterloo University, and they just kind of showed me like, hey, these are the flaws in your moving patterns. It's like you're forever picking this scab by having this horribly unhealthy posture, um, doing these common tasks this way. You're you're just forever not letting it heal. Um, so I took their advice, you know, I, I learned how to find myself a nice neutral posture. Um, I tried to, you know, um, fortify, I guess my core muscles. If your spine is a a radio tower, all of the muscles about them are the guy wires to keep them standing. So I I tried to stabilize my core, bend at the hips, you know, kind of be like a statue from my neck to my waistline. And I, I every day before work, and this is like at 4.35 in the morning, I would go into my basement, do these isometric core exercises, get on the treadmill, walk with like an engaged core for like 10 minutes. I'd go to work uh, at the crack of dawn while nobody was in my office. I'd lay down on my stomach, let my spine decompress. I would do so much. It was like my life was... Uh, completely you know eaten up by all this stuff i do something at lunch i'd go walking to my exercises at night the same thing all the while i did like nothing i just laid in bed or laid on my stomach i i it literally took me once i started hearing their advice it probably took me about nine months before i sat down in a chair other than the one i go to work in no couch um or driving of course you got a standing desk at work too right Got a standing yeah, desk. And it sucks because the nature of my injury is just that, like, um, being stagnant, whether that's sitting or standing for too long, I can, yeah, dude, I can feel, I can feel that the tightness begin. And when you don't move or bend your back for so long, your muscles get shorter because they're not being used. It's, it's mm-hmm. atrophy, you know, to some extent. So now I'm particularly stiff. And if I were to have a bad movement, and engage some of these muscles that haven't been used in a while, I easily give myself like a tendonitis or like a, a like a, a stretched muscle, a strain rather. Um, I dealt with that for about a year, all while going to work, you know, doing the 40 hours a week thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't do anything. I just kind of laid around my house, read uh, kinesiology and biomechanics textbooks. In a maddening effort to try to get myself better, I spent... Um, I spent many thousands of dollars on things to make myself more comfortable. Um, all the while, I uh, kind of, you know, w- when you're dealing with a physical problem that's long enough, of course, that begins to introduce lots of 
mental deficits. So you're trying very hard to deal with uh, the fact that you're in pain 24-7 and the fact that like you begin to contemplate like, fuck, we'll ever we'll have a ride again. You know, I got a, I got a wife now. Um, will I ever, you know, be able to travel around the world, do things with her? Am I going to be like Mr. Stiff fucking forever? Mr. You get Stiff. very negative and it's insidious. It gets inside of you and it convinces you of like the damning truth that everything is horrible. So I had to deal with that. Um, and thank goodness it's over. You know, one day, and again, it's just like the injury. Things just started to kind of turn around a little bit. Maybe four months ago, I was like, well, I guess I can kind of sit in most chairs now. I can I can go for walks. I can go for drives and shit. Can't ride yet. Can't do that. But we can get out of the house a little bit. Um, and that was really nice. And I thought I would actually be riding a lot sooner. But the funny thing is I started all this healthy movement I was doing, bending at my hips and my knees, um, doing air squats, all this shit. It actually like uh, introduced a whole nother problem. I was like born with a grown a, a bone spur on my femur, and it fucking ended up tearing my labrum from rubbing into it so much as I like squatted all the time. But before I hurt my back, I had such horrible back posture. I never bent my hip deep enough to to make it tear. So Jeez. it's like I'm reaping the consequences of not having stood up straight earlier. It's 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 mm-hmm. it's funny, but I got surgery on that, and uh, I'm still recovering. But I'm like way closer to a functioning person than I think I've been in three three-ish years now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean, you drove um, to Philly. I feel like this long was... drives are pretty abusive on your back and. You know, that's pretty yeah, big deal. It wasn't deal. the case. We went to no. Philly uh, ooh, la- yeah, last like weekend. Fred is the king of, yeah, I'm just going to sit in the car and just drive because I like to. Oh, that's all right. Don't, don't yeah, give me we went on that's, that's me being a free trips. control, okay? If it's time to go, <laughs> I, mean, I make yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, I mean, think about what you just said. I, I love driving to places, love going to Philly, love um, just love go going on road trips. Doesn't matter where, you know. You know, Justin and I drove to Florida from New York. I was like, be here at what, like midnight? I'm sleeping all day. I'm gonna drive there in one shot. Fucking did it. It is for like a three day weekend too. Yeah. I think we're literally there for like four days. Yeah, the Pittsburgh trip. Pittsburgh trip? Dude, it's like who I I am. I mean the Pittsburgh trip was like legit nine hours for like a what was it, a two day trip? No, I don't think it was nine hours. Let me think. Maybe six. It's supposed to be like six ish, but it was like coming from New York. It was maybe it was close to eight, I want to say. Jeez. You may be right. I I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It was a long drive because of who we were with. We were like, (laughs) Are you sure you want to go to Pittsburgh for the weekend? Because it's a drive. And somebody's like, Mom was like, You know how far that actually is. Like, not really a weekend destination yeah, from New or York. A yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, seem to be recovering pretty well, driving around a lot. Um, and, you know, outside of riding, there's this whole, like, I'm a married man now. So I gotta, gotta be a good husband, of course. Taking my wife to do things and stuff. As you would imagine, I've yesterday. been with her the entire time. I've blown out my back and my hips. So, um, She's been there uh, helping me the entire time. There was a point where Dolly had to put my socks on for me. I couldn't. I couldn't get dressed. 
So now that I'm healed, while I would love to go out there and be like, yeah, fuck everything. Take it off from work. Let's go ride. I do have to be a good husband, a good partner, and uh, give her a, a bit back for what she's given yeah, me. Pay back a bit. Yeah. Sure. Hey. yeah. Put her socks on, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, How long uh, ago did you get surgery? You said four months recent. ago? recent. No, no. I got a hip surgery like, on July. It's like weeks 8th. ago. July 8th. Because I feel like, I mean, I, I had messaged you about it's it. Like a month like, and a half, maybe. I don't think I had heard anything other. Like, I forgot. How know, maybe feels like a long time ago, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you said it in the group chat, but like recently that oh yeah, I'm still recovering from surgery or something, but I had no idea that you even had surgery. That's why I was like why I messaged you like, what did you have surgery on? Because I thought you were like thinking that it was a back thing that you got had surgery on. I didn't realize it was the a separate thing. Yeah, you know, I, I try not to other than that group chat that we have and maybe the individual text messages to people on the outside that know I'm still alive. I try not to divulge too much of uh, what's going on in the, uh, you know, the old Drew uh, circle. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was I got my uh, surgery on July 8th, and I, it actually got delayed for 10 days. Uh, I ended up getting COVID, and I didn't even know what the doctor like called me. And he's like, hey, that pre-surgery screening we did, you got COVID. I was like, oh. Fucking hey, all right. Oh, this is news to me, yeah. And rock and roll. And I was but, hanging you know, I out with the, you uh, like days before that, right? I think uh, that's yeah. Sunday before I was in your apartment. Yeah, I mean, for dude, like I mean, hours. The, yeah. the virus sits out there. If we took a blue light that showed the virus, we'd probably be swimming in it. I'm not. Yeah, it is what it is. I got the Fauci ouchie. We're we're all right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it got delayed for a while, and it's I've never had surgery before. Um, it. I'm trying to think. I, I went into the doctor's office maybe sometime in, was it late April? Yeah, it was like April. And uh, I got an M another MRI because my hip was bothering me. And this doc walks in. He's like, yeah, your labrum's torn, but um, looks like a clean tear. We're going to go in there, sew it back together, shave down your bone spur, and um, you know, start PT. You'll be off to the races soon enough. Um, of course, most of that was true. Off to the races soon enough. You know, that kind of yeah. translates into like a year of like aggressive stretching and PT. But like, yeah, whatever. Better than uh, being broken. But yet but, you're yeah, riding so like, already like two months later. I should probably pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's um, like being stagnant for me, other than my hip, is, is, is a big enemy and just feeling like a normal operating human being. Um, I have to keep moving. Otherwise, like um, I'll, I'll become weak very quickly, and my back injury will kind of creep up on me. I'm no, I'm by no means out of the woods yet, but I'm at a point where um, being on top of it will will keep me from regressing um, significantly enough to impact my life. You mm -hmm. know, I'm I'm in good shape, and it seems but, like uh, riding wise, you're pacing yourself. Like yesterday at the skate park. I feel like you rode for like the first like third of the session and yeah, uh, you're doing like 180 feebles and like you were grinding yeah, stuff and like riding the hip and I'm a one trick pony dude. <laughs> the 180 feeble thing is the only fucking thing I can do. Dude, you got yeah. a clip of it in angles. That's a, uh, it's a major oh, accomplishment. Dude, that, yeah. you know, I forgot about that clip. Um, and when you, when I saw it, I just, uh, I almost cried. I almost cried because that was before I had the realization that I was going to be able to ride again this soon. Uh, I remember that day, yeah, uh, that ledge, that little 
drop ledge, ledge thing drop ledge, um, yeah. and lower east side and 180 yeah. feebled like fakey feebled to the next ledge and yeah, that was like uh, one of those moves. I'm like, how the hell did I pull that? That's greatly above my skill level. I'm like, I'm not that guy. I'm like, I'm like 25 years old, you know, still have a hard time faking, you know. But, uh, yeah, 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 that was a good clip. But yeah, the skate park. Um, you were not I hyped to be I, there. At a certain point, you're like, let's get the fuck out of here. I've had so enough. I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to come off as like, uh, you know, like a skate park, uh, you know, uh, an, person that's like really against them or anything like that well you know if you um, ride skate parks you're not a real street rider oh get you're out a fraud yeah. I, so i used to think that i don't <laughs> i'm gonna i used to and my injury fixed all of these moronic thoughts that i had by the way i used to think that like oh man i gotta be real i gotta ride these metal pegs i gotta have these street setups you know this and that Tiny and yada bars. yada it's fucking moronic <laughs> moronic and I wish I had a time machine so I can go fuck my old self up. It's just, it, it, it there's so it's such a stupid thing, uh, set of things to believe in. And then somewhere in there is like you know riding skate parks is is like fucking lame. All that shit is nonsense. Anybody that says that stuff just l- likes to, I don't know, make other people feel bad for enjoying themselves. Fuck right. those people. Um, but Amen, yeah, you brother. know, after the injury, it's like, fuck it. I'll ride 11 inch bars. Let me ride my bike again. You know, I'll ride plastic pegs. I'll ride a hot pink bike that says I'm, you know, like, I don't I'll know. Ride a seat post with a quick on. release. Huh? You're on the quick release now. The seat. Oh, clamp. yeah. I got the yeah. quick release seat post. Yeah, I, I That's so smart. So bad, Unbelievable. You got to give Hoder credit for that. Hoder is the, uh, I, he's probably not he's the very first, release? but yeah, he runs a quick, quick release. I even got yeah. his frame. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I got to get a quick release. Mm hmm. I saw, I think I saw it on his bike once. He and He's a bunch of those um, guys had come up to Buffalo. I, I Craig that was S&M in town. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, yeah, I'll come and I'll come and see you. And uh, I saw his quick release. Of course, I was still like, uh, you know, street cred Fred. I can't uh, be out there with the plastic pegs and this and that, yada, yada. Um, I didn't think too much about it. But yeah, dude, I threw that thing on the bike uh, right before I went to Philly, actually. Sitting uh, down, riding the BMX bike. I was like, dude, these kids, uh, these kids with like hoopties in the hood, they got it figured out, man. Mm-hmm. They're doing wheelies. Yeah. I'm over here with back pain, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, the trick has been for me just being a short motherfucker that uh, the seat post height never was a big problem. Like, I've always been able to sit down and ride. Mm. But I think for, for normal heighted people, people that don't have a 28 inch inseam, they, uh, they really can't. Like, you know, you, I remember like, trying to think who's i guess it was like billy perry before he like cranked his seat post up you'd see him sit and ride and it was like riding like a like a clown on a little mini bike like you just your knees are coming up to your chest and your legs are all like bent outward and it's you can't ride that way it's terrible yeah thoughts you don't have when you're like totally healthy and then on top of that we're carrying like i don't know six eight pounds of camera gear and water bottles and like it's just it's asking to uh to do damage to your back and anything else. Yeah. Um anything that makes your your body take less while you're riding um is like oh, is great in my book. Um the, the quick release thing has like allowed me to sit down comfortably without like kind of bending my hip too much because um you know just got surgery and then there's this other thing it's like sooner or later your knee can't come closer to your chest without your spine bending 
Mm-hmm. Um, you want to you want to retain a nice neutral posture, relaxed spine. You don't want any shear forces. You know, uh, trying to enable your 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 vertebrae, your discs from going outward. That's how you end up herniating them if you're uh, unlucky. Um, it's just wonderful. I have yet to jump on the plastic pegs train, but you know we're we're getting there slowly. You know, I'm they still exercising really some mental demons. I got uh, got a new fork recently. It's a it's like a little bit taller. It's got like a it's got a short offset, some shit. Right? It's got a big ass <laughs> steerer tube. Um, I got a new stem. Austin was kind enough to donate some uh, bigger bars to the Save Fred Fund. So, <laughs> yeah, we're in we're in good shape so far. There's a lot more I can do. And it's interesting uh, seeing you ride. Maybe because I'm like hyper aware of it, but you ride with the straightest back I've ever seen. I was like, I you was ride with such good clip. posture. Yeah. It's amazing to see. Like. Yeah, you definitely, like, you've retrained yourself. Like, mm, yeah, you, you could tell in that clip of him doing the, the three Yeah, from uh, when, we, when we went to Philly uh, a couple weekends mm-hmm. back. Yeah, some, like my, my newest thing is like, I don't, I definitely don't move my lower spine, but the more healthier parts of my spine, I feel kind of enticed to be lazy with sometimes, which is a horrible habit. That's what I've been trying to work out um, out of myself. The last couple of days, I went for this ride just now, and I was like hyper focused on whether or not my spine was neutral. And I think we're arriving uh, more closely to a point where we want to be in terms of that. Um, that's going to be kind of like a, a fundamental thing for me for now on. Yeah, I think um, that's something you're never going to be able to like completely shut off. But yeah, nor do I want to. Yeah, you know, I don't want to end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. No, definitely don't. Um, you know, I want to want to visit my my friend in Mallorca one day. You know. Wanna wanna go brave the uh the flights again to uh, Europe and stuff. Oh, dude, I'm terrified of flying. Take man. half I'm a bar and pass out on the uh on the runway. Dude, that I felt gypped. <laughs> pass out on the runway to then be awake the entire flight. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? It did it did greatly decrease my anxiety. I remember like I remember thinking I was really pissed off. I remember thinking like, oh, if I just take this this Xanax. Right before I get on the plane, you know, oh, I'll be all right. I'll take off. I'll wake up in New York. You know, I might be a little off, but you know, what? better than being you know, freaking out the whole time. I take the fucking thing. I sit down in my seat. Immediately, my eyelids like felt like the heaviest thing on the planet. I, I was trying so hard to hold my head up, and then I just went <laughs> down, dude. I went down. And you took that photo. I got a photo of you slumped, I, I, drooling. I'm so yeah. pissed. Like I. <laughs> You know, not like last year, maybe my phone took a shit and I didn't have my iCloud set up. So I lost a whole bunch of stuff. But man, that was, like that photo. Oh, my God. I woke up ruling just like completely like like a zombie zombie yeah. mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like I remember because before we left, you were legit you, like you were passed out. You were sleeping for probably like the whole, you know, uh safety thing all the boarding all that I feel shit like we were like, on the runway as soon for as you a sat while down too. your seat i think you're passed out so then like maybe before we took off you were just like awake miserable looking drooling just zoned out like looking at the seat in front of you i don't even think mm-hmm. you were watching anything you were just looking at the the, the screen you're just staring at the blank screen yeah, I don't remember <laughs> <it is. laughs> you were just like uh, existing with your eyes open but not really anything going on uh I remember waking up, and you guys are giggling, like 
Justin, you were sitting <laughs> we're ahead of me a couple cameras. Of yeah, I think I was turned yeah. around in the seat, like peeking through the headrests, taking photos. Waking up and thinking like, oh, I got to be like, what is it? We had JFK? And I was like, wait, this looks like Spain. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we took off. And I didn't feel anxious at all, so I guess it worked. But I think I, I remember what I, I tried to watch like a Born movie, like a The Born Identity or whatever. And uh, I don't remember much of it. I do remember hitting like turbulence, and I would have otherwise been gripping that seat, dude, and freaking out. No, I, I was cool as a cucumber. Nothing was wrong. Just I was straight just, ahead, like this is what it is. So yeah. what is it about turbulence? Along for the ride, like... I ain't get any getting off. Let's do this, yeah. you know. I didn't realize you're not a you're not a turbulence guy because it, it kind of fucks me up too. But is anyone a turbulence guy? Well, it makes me like, motion is there, like sick. a guy in the seat like fuck yeah turbulence. Well, I dude like when I was younger, I used to think it was cool, like it was a roller coaster. Like I almost used to be like, yeah, planes going down, like, yeah, this is sick. Like, like the thrill of it was kind of exciting. I mean, I guess there's, but some now it makes me like, throw up. It's terrible. Yeah. So I'm like, I, just, I yeah, I just when I get on a plane, about it. I don't look at any screens. I have to just like the only thing I could do is put headphones in and maybe look out the window. Yeah, I don't even like looking out the window. I just look. I mean, I like to see that I, I'm in motion. I, if my my eyes are not synced up with my like equilibrium, and I'm like, right. you know, I'm moving in a plane, but I feel mm-hmm. like I'm static visually. Mm-hmm. That makes me motion sick. And then yeah, I'm I mean, puking me shortly not, after. It's not like a emotion sickness thing it's just like an anxiety thing mm-hmm. like i just don't like movement than just normal like a flying pattern you know yeah. i don't like any dis- disruption in that so like the second that there's turbulence i'm like oh my god fuck like yeah you've been on a lot of flights to and from home you have now. yeah especially yeah, early I mean, on when you I'm weren't like a resident of uh spain it doesn't right? make it, it doesn't make it any any easier but i mean now i just take like uh Take Dramamine and uh, does that stuff work? I was actually going to take some last weekend because I mean, yeah, I was Dramamine, like, tch. yeah, I will say, like, for Dramamine and like the motion sickness, it helps. So, pretty much anytime I fly, take Dramamine, and then, uh, yeah, if I have, I'll try and take like melatonin just to try and get myself it's supposed to make you sleepy, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, I can't just like okay i'm sitting down and now i'm gonna sleep like when i try and when i try and sleep is when i'm like the most alert and i'm just yeah thinking about anything and everything but if like there's a tv on the flight or put on a podcast or something and i try not think about it and i kind of just either zone out or fall asleep but gotcha because uh last weekend we were gonna do a we're actually gonna record with fred and basically, I was too hungover to even drive home from uh, Pennsylvania. Like, I was driving. Your life's going off the rails, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, dude, I'm, I think I'm, I'm sober Justin now. For the, it, it made Pepe way better at riding, so maybe I'll get better at riding, too, from it. But yeah, uh, I would literally, like, I was getting motion sick from myself driving, which never happens. Oh, my God. And yeah. I was... I would like drive a couple hours, maybe like an hour, and I'd pull off the road into like a parking lot and just pet, just sleep for like 30 minutes <laughs> and then drive for like another hour. I remember I made it over the uh, Verrazano Bridge and the moment I saw like one of those little like rest stop parks they have 
on the uh, Belt Parkway. Just pulled right off into that shit. Didn't even get into a parking space. I just like pulled to the side and just knocked out. Threw that shit into park real quick and yep. just passed out. And like I knew I was like fighting time because I was trying to get home by like, you know, at least like three-ish, three, four to record with you guys. But yeah, obviously that didn't happen. And then mm-hmm. Austin, you were unavailable. So yeah. it got home. There's blood on your bumper. <laughs> Dude, I drove home like a zombie. It was I I like couldn't even listen to music or podcasts because I was like I needed to focus just on staying awake and driving. It was terrible. Yeah. Would not recommend. You know, those are the things. Those are the things that. I greatly um I greatly uh missed those uh those those parts of traveling. Um here right, you know, the digress suffering? a little bit. Um the misery, those- the exhaustion. Yeah, I I know it's silly, but like those are the those are the those are the things you really remember. I mean, that's um, true. I don't remember the night before so much going to the bar with Dan Conway and uh, all the dudes from the Jam. That was sort of uh, what got me into that whole mess. But I went to the the DNS two premiere. Time, Did have a really good time. Yeah, I might not remember. It. I was sober Makes while we were riding. Yeah, if you had a shitty time and a hangover, then yeah, that's. That's yeah, it's a bad weekend. You fucked yeah, up. Yeah, those bad memories. Um, those are, in a way, I don't want to. This is not like a word to be taken as gospel, but those are the, those are the really nice ones. You know, um, I was thinking the other day. One of the, when we went to Spain, I had these like khaki pants that I really liked. They were like, oh, these will fit really nicely. And we were riding in Barcelona one night, and there's that area around um, one of these streets has like. A the entire side of it has like a good ten foot margin of like uh, gravel, like finely cut down gravel and like uh, stoops, kind of up against this brick wall. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Austin. Was this I'm, the I'm, first or second time? Um, it was the winter trip. I was one of a lot of layers. Right? Second times, so, yeah. and we went. We cut left to go across the street, and my tires took no fucking grip, and I just washed out. And I burned a hole in my like favorite pants, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" And I was so angry, but I was like thinking about that the other day. It's just cracking up. Yeah, just I, I don't know why. Um, likewise, um, I remember being really pissed off the first time I went to Barcelona because my dumbass, my dumbass left my cranks, <laughs> my pedals, and my sprocket at home. Oh. You went and, to Spain without a drivetrain. <laughs> oh my God. And thank goodness yeah, Billy's yeah, friend Bo came like a couple of days later. He went to my house Bo. in New York yeah. and he got the, the parts. My my mother left it outside for him to get. I haven't spoken yeah. to that guy since that trip, but <laughs> I will always hold one. Bo yeah. close to my heart. Um, but also, I remember I mean, like being pissed and, and riding that penny board around Barcelona. I'm like, oh man, my fucking calves are on fire. My fat ass ain't yeah. doing this too well. How do skateboarders do this? No wonder they're all fucking skinny. They're all running all the time, right? <laughs> all those fucking uh, like one and a half inch square tiles that are on every sidewalk yep. in Barcelona. It's like impossible to ride the penny board on. Running after you guys while well, <laughs> I, I had to pick it up yeah. when I hit those uh, patches of, of sidewalk. There's a, a bad memory. Kind of. But at the same time, it's just so wonderful. It's funny. Yeah, it does it's make bad, a good story. It's bad enough that you remember it so vividly, but then it's nice because you remember. Yeah, we're in Spain, time. dude. It's silly, yeah. you know. It's it's kind of uh, it's some young dumb shit. Like 
I mean, I guess I feel like I, I don't think of it often, but like just the the first time when we went and we tried to go to the Tibiabo. Yeah. You know, like the church. And the guy was like, yeah, you just take the metro here. And then from there, it'll be like this train that goes up on the hill and stuff. And like, OK, yeah, no problem. We go there and then the train's not working. He's like, oh, yeah, just climb a couple like a stairs. There. I was like, no, just go up the stairs and that's it. Like, OK, yeah, no problem. Like the amount of fucking stairs that we climbed. First, yeah, dude. Like, there was I looked multiple... up and I just saw like the 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 depth disappear as the steps seemed to go off into infinity. <laughs> there were multiple times point. in that walk where I was like, I don't even want to go anymore. I just want to go down. Like, <laughs> I was like, is it even worth it? And you're already too seemingly... far to go back, right? You're already like, yeah, but I was so the exhausted. Of no that return. The thought of going up more stairs, I was like, I don't even care. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. And like Johnny had his camera bag on his back. I think I Johnny's in the photo. I, I had two stairs, VXs right? in my bag. Like, God, that's rough. I was Johnny. Johnny's a real G, dude. Yeah, all that fucking Island weight. Legend. He never said a word. Just carried all of his the camera flashes, bags. Me stands. being a bum, complaining about everything. The dude yeah. was just an a- absolute animal. I haven't seen Johnny in a long time. I, if you're if you're listening, Johnny, best wishes to you. He's not Maybe listening. Hope all is well. Yeah, he's probably not listening. He's like, I'm gonna get him on <laughs> here at some point. He's probably just consciously he's trying to avoid. He's li- yeah, he's literally building oh, amazing dirt jumps in his backyard. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I think about Johnny often because when he was naked, I, yeah, I was naked. Um, <laughs> That's most of the time. <laughs> jo- Johnny and Joe, um, Joe Hanushiewicz, um, get broke. Joey Monster, as the rest of the uh, the world knows him. They they also came to Spain um, that that first time I went and I don't think those they those, those dudes were so about like going out and riding until their like bodies were like absolutely defeated and they, they're really good energy to ride with they're like always yeah. throwing down and and uh, I, I like remember well too, I went out with like them one night themselves. and we went to some spot and Austin the upledges. The up ledges with the little playground next to it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go. Um, and Johnny, I forget what he was. I, I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember he was talking about something. He was like girlfriends or something like that. And he goes like, uh, "Man, I just want to ride my bike. That's all I want to do." And that that resonates very deeply and, and, um, with me now that I have come to this point in my life. I know what he's talking about. As a married, I man. think about Johnny a lot. I hear those words being said from him. Um, yeah, and he lives by those words because his girlfriend rides. Yeah, like Jocelyn is a legit BMX rider, and like Mm. every session Johnny's out, she's out too, and like Mm -hmm. she sends it. It's pretty crazy to see. Yeah, Johnny's one of those people that like, if you want to ride with someone who is so like purely motivated to just ride, and I don't know. Like, you know, if you're riding with Johnny, you're going to have a solid session and just... Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's always stoked to, like, no shoot bullshit. a photo with you or something if you've yeah. got, like, an idea. Like, he's always got the camera bag ready. I mean, he's fucking building trails in his backyard. Like... Yeah. It doesn't get any more more motivated to ride than that. Even that gigantic fucking knee of his. <laughs> that shit freaks me out. I have nightmares about it sometimes. Uh, the- the crustified blood stain on his frame from doing yeah. tabletop. Yeah, like I don't believe him. I think like his his like uh, 
twin at birth is like never developed and got stuck in his knee. <laughs> you ever see it, dude? It's fucking yeah, huge. He's got like a bulbous, like, like, swollen knee. In that still? Forever. Uh, I'm just. Yeah. I'm, uh, I shouldn't be saying these things about my my dear friend Johnny. We like your knee, Johnny. I mean, just keeps me up at wrong night sometimes. It. Yeah. So yeah, how but, are you? Uh, how are you making it work? Riding as a married man, then. You've been uh, bringing your wife out on uh, there, like we went to it's Philly. It's funny you say that. Came. It's not. It's not as yeah, difficult, yeah, because because she's awesome, Dahlia. Like she can hang. Oh, she's she's the greatest, dude. It, it's not, you know. I never had a, uh, thoughts in my mind. Um, how do I say this? I never I never th- perceived having a partner as an impingement to riding or other things I do in life. I never considered that a possibility. Um, some people, are, I'm sure, were in the same position and then found a partner, and that partner told them, like, you know, it's, you it's put me the or bike the bike, down. Yeah. you know? Yeah. But Dahlia's not like that. is like, oh, go ride. Go see your friends, blah, blah, blah. She she does her own thing. Um, I take her out with me because I, I don't want to... Sometimes I don't want to leave my wife at home alone. I kind of feel bad, although she insists. That's, that, you feel like you know, you're ditching no her. Reason. You're being a dick. Yeah, but, like, I think that's just something I um, I created in my mind. She's a grown girl. Yeah. She she can hang by herself, you know, she, she can make her own way throughout the day. Exactly. But like you, you don't want to imagine that she's just hanging out at home, like waiting for you or just like, Oh, well he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should feel like a dick, you know? Um, but yeah, Dolly is, uh, Dolly is very supportive of, of riding, um, and riding in a, in a, in a way that, um, you know, lends itself to continuing to ride not getting hurt uh so badly not riding with bad posture stuff like that dahlia's uh she's the real one um and it's really nice that she i'm on the other side of this whole like do i want my partner to ride thing i love the fact that dahlia doesn't ride or like know anything about bmx riding Mm -hmm. because prior to prior to meeting her i was just like i know two things baseball and this bicycle that like that was it (laughs) She's like, oh, you know, there's other things we can do. She brings me out. I go like thrifting and shit, uh, go for walks and parks and stuff. I learned how to walk. I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, no, but I dude, I, I didn't Complete. know how to walk. I never walk. walked anywhere before. And yeah. I always had wheels. I was like, yeah. the, I would yeah. walk from like the entrance of a building to my car. That was the extent of my, my uh, bipedal mobility. And then I got into photography and was like, oh, I have to walk to like take photos. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she gets, uh, she gets me to do other things, um, that I do, uh, I do enjoy, um, very much. And she's, she's so down with like, uh, traveling too. Like I, I always tell her like, oh yeah, I can't wait till I'm better. Cause I want to like, I want to go back to Spain. I want to go here. I want to go there. You guys went to like Puerto Rico, right? I want to go fucking ride. And Dahlia's like, she's like Mrs. Worldwide. She like wants to get out there. You know, uh, I always joke around. I'm like, I'll just fucking quit this stupid job, take all my money, sell everything, we'll move. And she's like, we can do it. Just say the word. (laughs) She's ready. Um, She's, uh, she could code from anywhere. Can code from anywhere. She's almost out of the boot camp, right? Yeah, yeah, she's been uh, doing the boot camp since January of this year, and she'll probably finish up in early November. Um, Yeah, she'll she'll probably get a knowing her um, how hard she works at things. She'll probably be successful much more quickly than uh, I even hope. Um, So we look forward to it. 
but yeah, she's uh, in good she's in good hands you're uh you're giving her good yeah. advice it seems yeah um i certainly don't worry about it at all like i don't i don't help her very much she's uh she's on she's top a, of her shit yeah 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 i don't i never even think about that to be honest i mean she's she's just like in the corner doing her thing and everything is going well and um i don't ever doubt or worry uh her ability to blow it out of the water it's gonna be great the uh the plan is um when she can get her career started we're hoping that it'll be a remote position mm-hmm. and uh you know, I can transition to one myself within the company I work for, and we can just uh, go around the country. And then when we're tired of that, take uh, take to the skies and go somewhere else. Um, oh, I'd love to live in Spain. You know, I really enjoyed Barcelona when we were there, even though I felt the entire city kind of smelled like piss. <laughs> yeah, pretty much regardless. of It's like Manhattan, <laughs> so it's familiar. Smells like you know urine everywhere, but it, 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 the riding it was just like it was unbelievable. It, it seemed silly that some of those things were there. Yeah, it just uh, Dude, I miss it very mind, dearly. Uh, yeah. On my first trip there was like everything is really close together. Like all these like legendary spots that you'd think were like spread out throughout this massive city. It's like you go like a couple blocks and you're like, oh, this yeah, insane like central. this crazy like l ledge spot is like you could see sagrada familia like in the background and then like I, I feel like you go you know not too far from there and you're at like parallel and you can just yeah. you can just visit you know all the crazy a lot of the like crazy legendary spots just in like one day like like you couldn't yeah. do that with manhattan you couldn't ride like the bronx and uptown and down midtown spots and go all the way downtown like it fucking die <laughs> yeah yeah you die <laughs> yeah it's one of those places where like if you have like you know being there and like i would obviously see like a bunch of people come in on trips and stuff and like the people who are like yeah i just want to like see this spot or go ride this spot that i saw in this it's like fairly easy to yeah it would just do the route and you know show you all like the all like the famous stuff because it's all like you said it's fairly take them on the tour city center and if you're too lazy to ride you just hop on the metro two seconds and you go to the other side and just make sure you have a metro card and you're not getting uh you're not going through a police checkpoint dahlia lived in madrid for a semester of school she feels very much the same way about Madrid as I feel about returning to Barcelona. So hopefully that's um, yeah, I've never been to Madrid, but a sooner realization um, than I hope. Really, I would have thought, uh, you know, like Mr. Uh, I mean, Globetrotter over there. Uh, it's kind of far, right? Isn't it a pretty deep inland? Yeah, it's not far. I mean, no. I would say it's a couple hours, an hour, oh. hour and a half flight. But I don't know. It's one of those. Like I don't know. I wouldn't say I have any close friends there to stay with for example and then yeah i don't know i plans to go for like a little weekend trip but mm. yeah i don't know as far as riding i've never really like i said i don't really have like a strong friend or friend group there i don't think mm. i feel like when you're so. you're close easy access to like 
somewhere like Madrid, you don't really make a point to go. Like you're like, oh, I'll go there eventually. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way like we've never ridden New Jersey or like Connecticut. We're like, oh, we we can go ride Jersey one day. We'll we'll do it. But we never make the effort to drive out of New York. Going on the other side of Manhattan just seems like, uh, I don't know, annoying in my mind. It's miserable. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah. It's like, fuck, the amount of traffic I got to sit in to go there. Mm -hmm. Connecticut, though, pretty exciting. We should take the ferry. We got to do that at some point. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I where I live in Queens, it's like um, to see Dahlia's mother at the end of Westchester County before you go, go into uh, Connecticut. It's like a 25-minute drive. It's really not that bad. And there's mm-hmm. fucking spots everywhere. And if you're listening to this, there's no spots there. There's none. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, yeah. There's nothing there. So you've got like your secret collection of spots, supposedly, that you're telling nobody about. Do you plan to uh, take us there to film your uh, next video? Because uh, you were telling me earlier you're like ready to dust the camera off. It's been it's oh, been man. sitting. You know, you got the camera that, like like probably what like less than a year before you uh, couldn't ride anymore. I got it because you had uh, it for like a winter. I remember you you filmed a few hmm. things for me. Well, we filmed with it in Buffalo. That was probably like the earliest. I remember Not you in having January of yeah. twenty. It was right after. Um, trying to think, January twenty uh, twenty eighteen. I got mm-hmm. it in the end of my junior year of college. Yeah, yeah. And it took me a little while to get like a whole setup and, and like a frame to like hold it and like a lens. They didn't have that much money, but yeah, I barely got to use it before I got fucked up. And now that that um, that opportunity is back on the table. I've got some ideas I'm trying to realize over here, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I just, I think, I think we're particularly lucky. Like we have a, a really great group of friends that we have um, that ride in their own great way. And then we have this wonderful network of people that we know far and wide, um, the opportunity to ride with, see things. And I want to, I want to capture that, you know, for myself later on in life, maybe my posterity. Things like that. Um, it's also, it's it, it it's like this. It's very difficult to explain. It's like this very uh, intangible thing. It's like some people have this great desire to go, um, you know, get a job at Google or some shit, and they sit there every goddamn day thinking about how to do it. They work their animals off, with plenty of their asses off. They're like you know, the, plenty of people like that out there. They're super driven about one thing, mm-hmm. and right before I got hurt. I was like, this is what this is. I got to go film it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I listen to songs and I'm sure there's plenty of other people like this out there. And I just imagine how riding like goes to it. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I want to realize like a playlist in Spotify things. of a lot of yeah. those songs. Yeah. yeah I got, uh, I, you know, I love music too. So just, you, you just want to make something that, you know, makes, makes you and your friends smile and, uh, shows off some moments where people really challenge themselves, um, and came out on top. Also just to maybe capture some of those moments, people were feeling, feeling themselves and, you know, liked how this looked and wanted to film it, you know, just a regular road session. Yeah. Just, that shit's cool. Um, and I'd like to do that, um, in my own special way try to set myself apart from um how other things i guess are i think that would be kind of a cool thing to do i feel like you're you're sort of like 
your main inspiration from filming is like Bob and he's like a very simple, like doesn't care about gear. Like I feel like your video is going to be very just like riding straight to the point, like nothing fancy. Like you were telling me you were looking at, at different cameras, but I don't even think you need to uh, go crazy with getting different gear and Oh, no, I just wanted like, just something that had more, um, um, just easier to use. I get kind of annoyed with the DSLR sometimes. It's kind of like this clumsy HVX. thing. HVX, yeah. Join join the gang. Join you the used gang. mine a couple times now. You know, uh, hey, That's a chunky boy, dude. We're talking about a guy with back problems over here. I think yeah. it's like parenting a child. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> that a good point. Big. Yeah. It is cool, though. I'm not going to uh, disparage the camera. That, that thing is sick. Um, no, I just wanted something like... I have this DSLR, right? And it's got like a separate microphone. It's got these two different lenses. You have to it's build like it every, every time, time I get ready it. to yeah. film something on the sidewalk. It's like, all right, let me just take out my chemistry set. Get ready. It's, it's, just, it's fucking it's And you're too talking much. to the guy who's working like, as a chemist you know, Cam, right now. Um, what's his name? That fucking, that guy. Craig, right. Craig just whips out the, the, the dad cam. Yeah. You know, lazy as fuck, just pointing it like, yeah, you know, it'll be pretty good. You know? and, it, and it is. And I'm over here like, oh, i got to get the right focus, my, my F number, Ooh, all this stupid bullshit. I just want to point it, get it done, not think too much about it. It's like an apparatus, an appliance. I don't want it to be too complicated. I'm a simple man, dude. I don't care too much about the inner workings of the camera or its settings and all that shit. Um, I'm sure to some extent I'm really going to have to um get my a good handle of them so the video doesn't come out to look like shit. Yeah, I um, think once I you get the technical stuff under control from like mm-hmm. a few times, you don't even really think about it anymore. Mm. Like even on Craig's camera, he has to you know, if we're filming with his camera, the little uh handy cam, you we're still setting the shutter speed and the f number. Like we're still the only thing that you can't set on those is the ISO. But mm-hmm. the camera just chooses that automatically. Oh, so it looks like I uh, just don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Nah. I'll just, uh, yeah, that's all right. Auto mode it, doesn't make for good footage. Bit, I think that like maybe there could be a better way to do things than I am. Um, You're the guy who survived like linear algebra and like multivariable calculus. Like you can, you can deal with the exposure settings on a, on a camera. You'll like, be don't okay. Give, don't give engineering school more credit. Than it deserves. Look, there's a reason That's I'm scared true. of getting on a plane. Okay, it's because I went to <laughs> school with those idiots that were cheating, and they got jobs just like me. All right, those yeah. things are fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, by no by no way, shape, or form is that fucking diploma um, a great weight or um, a show of force of my capabilities. You know, I'm a guy over here who had Bob bars on. Sorry, Bob, for a long time, and they fucking suck. All right, the tiny little <laughs> things that blow your spine out. They're impractical. But I, I digress. Yeah, I would um I would very much like uh I would really like to make a video. Um that would be a, a great great accomplishment for me. Um just go straight into a full length. Don't even uh oh make yeah, any web it. videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there's a time frame on these things, you know. When yeah, they happen, let's they do happen. It. when it feels right to stop. That's 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 it. I'll contribute uh, footage if you uh, ever need some second angles. Second angles, yeah, yeah, Down. absolutely. I don't, I don't think this 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 is one of the few things in life that I don't uh, overthink myself into an oblivion with. Um, it'll happen as long as I lend myself to it. You know, when I wasn't riding, 
for so long. I, I was like, well, Jesus, I, I knew forever that I wanted to, all right, not forever, rather. I knew when I got hurt that I, I really just wanted to ride. And that's what I wanted to spend most of my time doing now that I don't have to go to school anymore and study and, you know, uh, do student research, all that nonsense. Yeah. Even having a full-time job, you realize how much more just free time you have not being a student. Like, being yeah, a student sucks. I, I, I you don't have time to, to do like, anything. Not, yeah. I don't want to do fucking anything anymore. I just want to like go to work, pocket my cash, spend my time with my wife doing a couple of shit and then go around my friends. Life is short. But when I got hurt, um, you take riding out of the equation. It's like, I almost fell victim to my own mind. I, um, I very much became entrenched in this idea that I needed to be Superman, that I needed to like get this master's degree or, um, study these different kinds of math when I get off of work or learn these new coding languages, uh, learning Spanish. Well. Well, I'm still practicing my Spanish. It's not, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Spanish. 20, I wish 20, I knew Spanish. 27 years of having like, you know, landscapers and painters walk up to you in New York and just speak Spanish to you. <laughs> then you just let them down, let your people down, your ancestry <laughs> down. And you're just like, sorry, guy. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like white on the inside. I got nothing for you. And they're like, damn. Bro. My name is like Fred Drew, away. not Juan Martinez. You know, um. I'm like, sorry, it's Freddie, not uh, Federico, you know, <laughs> trying to, uh, I'm trying to do right, I'm trying to do right by my people. Um, you know, Dahlia speaks Spanish and our family speaks Spanish. My mom speaks Spanish. I got a, no, that's a personal pursuit. And that kind of plays into what I'm talking about. Like I would, I, when I got hurt, I lent myself and all of my time and energy and mental effort into things that, um, that really don't deserve that much time. I think no, it was time what? well spent, though. I think it was keeping your mind active and giving you something to like focus on and feel some sense of accomplishment. And I don't think it's a bad thing to learn some obscure math techniques. And I don't, I don't. Yeah. But what I mean is, when when I when I focus very deeply on these things, um, like career uh, accomplishments, progression, how much money am I making? Um, am I do? Am I learning the right thing? Do I go to master's, like go get a master's? You are spending all of this effort on things that are like kind of delayed uh, gratification, you know? Mm -hmm. You're not like living in the now. You're not enjoying yourself. And that's it's extremely important. You know, like, fuck, I, didn't have, I, I can't ride. What, what the hell do I do with myself? And you just like um, go to like you're stepping down a spiral staircase, um, thinking yourself into a, you know, mental purgatory. Um, so that, you know, the, now that I can ride again, it's like uh, I've now rediscovered what what's important. You know, riding's important. Going outside's important. Taking care of your health that's that shit's important. You know, I got the rest of my life to work. I, I don't got the rest of my life to throw myself down a handrail. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm much now that I feel like I'm back. I'm much more. Uh, I'm, I'm much more invested into making sure that I stay back and that I can ride it whenever the hell I want. I used to think about, I was trying to go to Cornell and Columbia and, and you know, like get these really impressive degrees. Like why, you know, what, what the fuck is the point of all this? What, what feels better? And I, I, I know the answer to both, like getting a good grade on something, 
you know, contributing to some research or like, you know, grinding a handrail. What feels better? <laughs> what is, what is commensurate to the effort that you put into it? Hundreds of hours of studying. Nobody has asked me once about stress or strain on the material that mm-hmm. I'm working with. 20 minutes of like, you know, psyching myself up, calling myself a coward, maybe fall a couple of times. Then I land the fucking handrail. It is like, you know, you get, you get 10 times the satisfaction as the effort that you put into it from riding I, mm. other facets in life. And of course, this is my own opinion. Um, you just don't get that kind of return on, you know, um, excluding, mm-hmm. of course, you know, finding my, my, my partner, love of my life. Cause she'll probably listen to this. <laughs> I throw that in there as the wife disclaimer. Um, you can't be, you can't get married every day. You can't fall in love every day. Um, you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't achieve these great moments in life all the time and just feel super happy, mm-hmm. but you can go riding every day. You yeah, know what I mean? Very true. And you can't, it's not like golf. You can't play it until the day you die. Yeah. You, you only got a little bit of time to work with, you know, it's going like to start, Corey Martinez gonna start hurting and stuff. Yeah. Proving yeah. that you can ride into like your forties. Uh, as I long mean, as you put I think you're on. talking about like a hyper minority group of people that can perform at that high of a level, dude. I ain't doing Corey Martinez moves when I'm 40 <laughs> years old. I'll be lucky to be like um, a little bit more loose than like Ralph Sinisi when he rides. You know? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're I still like the You know, doing fucking quarter the trails. manuals. Yeah, dude, I'm going to the know? trails, putting brakes on, no pegs. I don't know about trails, Flowing. but at least if I can manual around a quarter pipe, I'd probably be pretty happy. So, like, you know, um, doing those other things, pursuing, um, um, you know, different uh, accomplishments in education or your career, those um, those are things I focused on for so long um, while I was injured, and uh, I kind of lost sight of what was important. Um, and to have them, to, to really feel like I've left the fog, kind of, and arrived at a place where I remember what I was about is, is really, really wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to say it more eloquently than that. I hope that the people that end up listening to this don't have to experience the same things that I had to go through to, to arrive at the same conclusion. I literally wouldn't wish that on somebody I hate. Uh, it, it's just, yeah, it, it, you know, um, it lends itself um, the lesson of giving you to just taking the advice for what it is uh, rather than trying to find out on your own. You don't want that. And hopefully, like, um, yeah, I can dust that camera off, dude. I can, I can hop on the plane. I can hop in the car. We don't have the Camry no more. Fortunately, she had to get put to rest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we Legendary can still hit the roads, vehicle. man. The highways are still there. You yeah, know, I'm the, stoked the for it. spots are I'm waiting. glad to you have know? you back. Uh, New York is changing a little bit. It's like uh, new architecture everywhere, and yeah, there's always new stuff to ride. But um, that's yeah, it's a good thing. Is something's always away changing. A couple of years, there's a lot of new stuff to ride. Yeah, seems like it. Although the wheel, like you told me, the wheelie kid pandemic is like uh, greater than COVID, and I, I go bad. out riding, really and bad. dude, there's kids yeah. wheeling everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just blew my mind. I don't like, I don't go on Instagram that much, really. I don't go on Facebook. I'm kind of like uh, a hermit in my own little um, bunker. 
Uh, I go out there and there's just like packs of kids just doing wheelies down the street. I'm like, I could have bought a BMX bike, man. Yeah. You know, that, that, maybe they that will eventually. Sucks. Maybe it's yeah, somewhat will. of a gateway drug. Yeah. Hopefully. Yet to be seen. Well, I'm not gonna. It, 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 I'm just playing a little bit. Those things do look like a lot of fun. I kind of wish I had a wheelie bike. It'd be kind of sick. <laughs> I'm gonna cut Fred that part out. Down the block with like the most fucking straight spine. Just fucking <laughs> the, the best posture of a wheelie yeah. ever done. Yeah. And you know, um, I'm gonna return to this. Like, not not riding for so long. Hoping you can ride again and being able to is fucking the greatest feeling I have ever experienced. Um, you know, I was just, I went out for pedal today before we did this, before we started talking. And I did like one 180, maybe. Um, other, other than that, I like just went for like an hour and a half pedal. I went like a couple of miles. I rode around Queens a little bit. Just, just moving around the street on a bicycle is like the greatest feeling ever. It's the greatest feeling ever. I don't, it, 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 oh, Jesus, I can't even like begin. I don't know where to begin. Like I, I came across a pole jam. Came across a pole jam. I can't even ride pole jams, but I was like, look at this fucking thing. I was like psyched you about it. You kind of did the one in Florida, though. I got you to do I, that. But yeah, your pole jams I mean, still yeah, need Fred, a little you work. Can pole jam, like, you, I think you can do a pole we've jam. We've done pole jams yeah. together. I think, I think my... And I know that hopefully you, you understand where I'm coming from. These people that are listening have no idea what it looks like to see me ride before I got hurt. I had such poor posture. Riding felt so much more difficult than I think it actually was. Now that I have like better posture, things feel way easier. You're, I know my bike is a little bit different, but I'm like doing stuff. But I'm like, I, I remember it taking more effort. I remember like me being really exhausted or like being really stiff um, and not, and only being able to do things in like a translational sense. I couldn't rotate very well. Your threes have gotten so much better after two years of not riding. Like weird. I, I did a 360 yet uh, two days ago. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm just like Edwin. And I like floated <laughs> perfectly in a straight line, landed two tires at the same time. And I, I was like, wow. What the fuck was I doing all these years? Like, how? Why did it take me so long to get comfortable doing so many things? Um, especially when it came to pole jams, I feel like I never, I never had confidence that I would hit the pole jam and not already be in a posture in which my weight was going forward and I'd fucking die, just like eat shit. But now I'm yeah. like, oh, now I understand. Like standing up straight, leaning back, lends itself to like more control when colliding with objects. It's just so fascinating. Like what just good posture yeah. does for you yeah it's funny how like to think that before the whole spine thing you were more stiff compared to now even though you're keeping your spine super straight when you do things yeah well it's like stiff, a neutral position it was like i used to be stiff with my arms my legs and my back but my yeah, back like would... was like stiff in an unhealthy posture right now right. i'm like a neutral and I try to really like allow um, my shoulders, my hips and knees to move freely mm -hmm. as best as I can. Of course, I'm still like a, a cinder block. So I have to like wake up every morning and I have this like, I stretch really 
really hard as best as I can so that one day um, I don't have to worry about my back moving, all my limbs are moving for me. Um, but yeah, just doing that one thing, it's like just opened up the world for me. Like I found this pole jam. And I remember I'm like, oh man, I'm like really bad at pole jams. I was never really good at bumping my back peg. I was only like a good at bumping my back wheel. But I just kind of like rode up to it today. And I was like, eh. you know, I got big bars <laughs> now. Yeah. You know, I don't ride those fucking stupid ass little kid bars. I'm like, I think I could just kind of lean back and fucking hit this thing. I felt it. Like I felt it's, it's, it's within grasp. Yeah. And I haven't felt that ever. Even when I was air quote healthy. And I was, yeah, I was just pedaling down the street, dude. I found a pole jam. I found some like weird ass like spot with like the 60-40 grind potential. And again, all I was doing was like finding shit. And I was like so, so psyched. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like. This is what I was missing. Yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah. That you want to yeah. do. You want to do the drug. It's a good drug. Healthy drug. It uh, is a healthy drug. Bike riding. Unbelievable, dude. Saw some restaurants, put the pins down, you know, some little food spots. I'm like, this is what it's all about. It's all about getting out there. Try not to sound too corny, but it's like you're in the street, you know. It's like there's there's shit to be seen, things to be done, distance to be covered. It's wonderful. I mean, it truly allows you to see and experience so much more than you would, you know, walking. Oh, yeah, on on feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to to tell Dahlia that, you know. I met Dahlia in in 2018, like a, like a I'm trying to think, like a week before I went back to school, maybe. Yeah. Um. By then, I was already feeling bad, badly in my spine. Um, I just hadn't like delivered the final bro- uh, blow. I'm uh to my spine. I remember we were coming back from Rhode Island, Justin. Remember, like I couldn't really like sit while I was driving. I was like, I dude, think I gotta, you like, actually back. let me drive. On the way yeah, I was like really fucked up, and my dumbass never rare. stopped and went like, hmm, "What's wrong?" Just yeah. let myself get worse. But when I met her, um, I'm, I'm getting off track here. I remember trying to explain to her, I'm like, a, a bicycle, you know, a BMX bike it helps to better experience, but like just a bicycle in general allows you to see things that are, the vast majority of people who rely on car or, or, or on foot in a new place cannot see. It's unbelievable. It, I'm trying to think, like, would I see any of the things that I see now if I was, like, a normie? You know what I mean? Just walking yeah, around. And, and, like, being a BMX rider is such a specific one, too, because you're going places where, like, you know, you compared to, you know, someone who just owns a bike and uses it for transport, you're seeing com- completely different things. You're like, oh, yeah, me go check behind this building or take this weird route because it's hilly. So maybe there's shit. I don't know. Mm. Like you, also go you have places. a different mindset to, to like pedaling around and going places that even just someone with a bike may not experience. And I think yeah, we kind of go places that other people would like tend to avoid. Cause like, we know there's like a cool spot that might be kind of, Hood adjacent hey, who goes or to, like uh, hang out on a Saturday, like and... you know, in East New York. Yeah, I mean? a summertime fling in in Brownsville. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> were you there? We were um, trying to like break into like not break in, but we were trying to like sneak into like this weird apartment complex in Brooklyn, just because they had all these hips and banks and like sub boxes all around them. But it and it was like not 
not a hospitable area to uh to Long Island suburbians. But oh, yeah. uh but yeah, yeah we're deal with urban men if you go in there, you know. That kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you mean. No normal people don't um they don't uh, they don't even like comprehend these things. I think normal people are kind of uh they see a fence and they're like, I need to stay on the side that I'm on. Well, they're very, God, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to brush people the the same tip, but, um, you know, when I wasn't riding and I would, I was surrounded by like coworkers, um, people that have nothing to do with BMX or skateboarding or anything like that. Um, or people I went to school with people that don't ride are extremely critical of riding. And, it's just like the worst kind of crowd to be around 24 seven. Like you, you, you know, I'm, I'm working with a, a bunch of engineers and they'd be like, Oh, how'd you hurt your back? So I, I give them, you know, I read them the ride act. I give them the whole shebang and they'd be like, Oh, don't you think you're too old to be riding a bicycle? I'm like, aren't you like a too old to be fucking mean to people? You don't have like enough life experience to like gauge the weight of your words anymore. Um, and that's something that I found widespread. It's like, Jesus. I used to think my friends were fucking like you know, had their they had their their, their tidbits. They were like kind of wonky in a lot of different ways. I'm like, these are the best people on the planet. Everybody else fucking sucks. I go to work. The vast majority of people, the moment you explain to them BMX riding, they're like, oh, this guy's a fucking degenerate. Right. I'm like you know what? His mm-hmm. hair used to be uh, interesting, curly. And now he looks like a crackhead. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> their whole perception uh, changes of you. Uh, Family too. Family the same way, you know. I got family members that think like riding is a uh, fucking moronic. It's stupid. Um, Not gonna name any names. To... Huh? Not gonna name any names there, but. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've vented about these things. <laughs> I remember getting then a I... look when I had a broken wrist. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. I, I ride bikes. You know, um, what's the big deal? I just want to see the world. <laughs> and then people yeah, like, oh man, aren't you a little too old to ride bikes? Is I'm a very, I'm a, like, I'm a calm guy, man. I, I, I really am not aggr- aggressive. I, I'm, a, I'm a nice person. I just like crack stupid jokes. When people say that, it's just, it's like the one thing that deeply infuriates me on the inside. It's like, why, why, like, are you too, too old to have fucking fun? Are you too, too old, old to, to play things? golf, right. to play tennis, to play baseball? Like, what? Yeah. What, what is the too, distinction? Too why is bike smile, riding like an know? immature sport Ugh. activity, whatever? I got that one a lot, mostly because of my back problem explaining to people. Like, you, you can't just give them one piece. You got to give them the whole story. Otherwise, it's yeah. like, yeah. Or then like, oh, oh, so yeah. that's it, right? You're not going to do it again? And it's like, no, I mean, when I'm able to, I'm going to. Yeah, when I hurt my ankle, the doctor was like, oh, so you're not going to ride BMX anymore. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah. the second I can walk, I'm going to be riding BMX again. He's like, yeah. no, you need to take it easy. Your ankle is uh, prone to injury. You need, you need to, you know, when I told him, when I asked if I could ride a bike, he was like, oh yeah, you can ride like a stationary bike. It's like, no, I'm going to ride a BMX bike. It's like, yeah, but you can't jump off stuff anymore. I was like, oh, that's, that's the point. We, we jump yeah. off stuff. We grind. And he's like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, all right, not coming to the follow-up appointment. We're, th- we're through. Yeah. Literally just goes to the doctor. That was the, the last I time I saw him. Who was like that? He, he explained him the story, and he's like, "Gosh, you're never gonna ride again, right?" And I was like, "No, I'm gonna ride again." And he goes, "Oh, you're just gonna, you gotta be careful. You're gonna get hurt again." I'm like, "I'm not gonna get hurt again. Um, and if I do, I will wait until 
I'm healthy, and then I will then ride, we'll again. ride again. <laughs> yeah, and this this dude, it's so funny. Like I think um, they don't understand. Like the like, why the fuck would you do it again? Dude, it's As funny. It's like a, I'm gonna go to rehab, and then yeah. immediately after, I'm gonna smoke crack again, and then I'm gonna go back to rehab, and I'm gonna get healthy, and then I'm gonna hit the pipe again. That's how, I think that's the way they hear it. They're like, right, yeah. you're doing this dangerous thing that's hurt you, therefore mm-hmm. you need to stop it indefinitely. You're yeah, like, no, no point in that's... my recovery if I thought to myself, like, I'm not going to ride anymore. I'm like, I was worried that I wasn't going to ride, but I never considered myself not a, a BMX rider. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy I work with, a young guy, you know, a little bit older than me, and I explained to him the backstory, and he was like, uh, oh, word, I used to ride bikes. When you hear that, when you hear that, you look at the person and you see that they have all of their limbs. They're operating in a better capacity to you immediately in your head. You're like, you don't ride, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so this guy, I, and he didn't understand why I was like maniacally laughing. I was just like, nah, you don't ride, bro. Don't give me that shit. And he was just, <laughs> and it's like a totally normal dude. He's like, what do, you, what do you mean? I just said I don't ride BMX bike, uh, bikes. I'm like, no, no, no. Not used to. You never did. Never you don't ride, would. dude. Don't give me that shit. And did you looking at me like I have like fucking four heads and I walk away like God Jesus, I gotta remember that I'm like uh I'm in civilian population now. Can't say these kooky things no more, you know. <laughs> uh but man, I don't know where how we got here, but yeah, it's just video wonderful to be able to ride again. No, the Fred video. I don't know what I'm gonna call it. You know, uh, like you've never had trouble coming up with good names. Summer of Fred. Justin. Was a classic creative mind. Fred compilation. You yeah. just don't know when to stop it and say we're we're good enough. I was gonna make all right. N- nobody's gonna fucking know, but um, remember how I made that uh, summer of Freddy video? It was just like me. It was like a minute of me riding. Yeah. I was going to uh, I was going to make another one of those. I might do it with like the real camera and self film it. Call it Freddy's Call, like, back. Uh, probably like Autumn of Freddy, maybe. Autumn of Fred. Okay. Autumn of Freddy. But then there was like a couple of other ones. Um, I thought about making a video just called My Back Hurts. <laughs> That'd be funny. I like that. <laughs> That's perfect. You know, I haven't let anybody follow me on it, but I, I had an Instagram for a while in which I tracked my morning exercises and it was called My Back Hurtsagram. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that name. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this deserves like a sequel. A BMX video. Like, you know. BMX riders can identify with back pain. Um, I think anybody I that, that films and brings a camera, they can My definitely relate. The video. Yeah. But, um, I think you should make I a mean, video, call it Deadline 2. I think that would be really <laughs> funny. Just, just uh, j- jack somebody else's swag. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, I wanted to cover this in the intro, but being a, a bad podcaster... Forgot to talk about uh, going to the DNS2 premiere and uh, Jeff Purdy, you know, he was uh, the guy behind making this video happen, you know, went to uh, the premiere in Pennsylvania at uh, the Dan Conway ramp compound and the video turned out really good. It's uh, it's not a technically proficient video. Like as we talked about, uh, it would be, you know, it was filmed on a bunch of different cameras and uh, they just want to film bike riding and they're not too worried about making it perfect and polished, which is mm-hmm. like, I think lends itself to like the classic, like, especially like the early mid two thousands, like crew videos, like where you're watching it 
for the writing and the music mm-hmm. and not for the super high production value and right the names and the camera stuff yeah, yeah. and it was filmed by like a bunch of different people in a bunch of different states and at different times and you know i think if you're ma- trying to make a perfect video that's impossible mm-hmm. so i think it's better to accept the footage as it is and just make something and do jeff's part he's got the opener yeah. part and it's insanely good like if you know he's Jeff's a wild riding, man, right? He's like a dead man. Dude, he does like every possible like tail whip variation and like rides big stuff and like tech stuff. Like it's super well rounded. Mm. Tail whips and bar spins, but also like plenty of like click turndowns and like toboggans, yeah, of course. Like his part's really good. There's a bunch of good riding from like the I think it's pretty much the full like DNS cast from the jesse. first video like jesse romano's got a really good section trev mags trevor haloka has uh i think like maybe like a half a song or half a part split part kind of thing what was the- birdman's got uh, huh what was the ender section dude the ender section i don't remember his name i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i should have uh i i've I actually was going to do a solo podcast and like I was just been too exhausted from work this week and recovering from the premiere weekend. Yeah. So I don't have uh I don't have all the names on hand. Mm-hmm. But intersection solid. <laughs> there's like it's really cool to see like there's like a whole just crews of riders out there that are like doing all the shit that we do and really really good that like i have no clue who they were before this like i didn't know their names i didn't know like the name of their hometown or whatever like if it's doing the same thing we do it's, it can't be that good <laughs> it can't be that good <laughs> yeah you got a point. Uh, i'm just playing but dns2 is sick <laughs> the premiere was an awesome time uh definitely worth hitting up jeff on instagram he's at juf purdy j-u-f-f and uh yeah, it's definitely worth grabbing a copy. Uh he did a really good job with the editing. He like spliced in a like, you know, borrowed footage from YouTube and like kind of made the sections kind of personal to some of the dudes like mm-hmm. like you know, it, it's interesting cuz he was even telling me he like still doesn't know how to like really set his camera right. Like he doesn't know all the settings and stuff and mm-hmm. but he spent a lot of time like on in the edit like making it more interesting than just like trick 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 Mm. next like you know title trick like he did a good job in the edit and made it kind of funny had some like humorous moments and napoleon dynamite references that's really good references and videos um like to popular movies or shows not into it no, I love a good reference. Good. I really do. Yeah, I, fi- I figured you would. Yeah, like a good. I think. Um, I think I'd have to like uh, tap Seinfeld or like Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. for something. Yeah, Curb would be good. I feel like Seinfeld, Rodeo Peanut, kind of like did it. Oh, I as forgot better about than anybody Peanut. else could. So, but yeah, Curb is one still of up the for clips. Jobs. I think they were sh- when they went through the shitting on people that did like pegs to crook. 
They later no such made thing as a video crooks. where they played the eight mile thing backwards of the guy doing a crook to pegs. Do you remember that? No, I never saw it's that the, one. The first video they had, like the meme video of them making fun of somebody doing a pegs to crook on the same rail. It was like that clip of Eminem from Eight Mile saying, like, there ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Mm-hmm. And somebody did a crook to pegs on the same rail and they just played the video backwards. <laughs> they just, genius. They just like erased it. Yeah. Like, this never happened. If it goes the Vic Aiello one of him doing the Predator and they use a Seinfeld clip like, who was he? And it showed him doing the Predator. And it's like, what happened yeah. to him? And everyone just like walked away, didn't <laughs> answer, and the laugh track played. Speaking of legends. There's a lot of good Seinfeld clips that I think would just work perfectly. Dude, I have like a I have like a little place a place on my computer where I just like hoard different things that might come together with clips to make like a really good video and there's like a, a good amount of Seinfeld and Curb things in there. Nice. Do it. I never experienced like the satisfaction of making like a real full length with like all of your friends um, Just making really a short riding. edit is really hard and takes a long time. So I can yeah. imagine it's it's a pretty major undertaking. Like, takes a long time to finish full length. It sounds exciting though. Like, I mean, think about think about like um, what's a good example? Um, what's like a really big video that people like remember forever that was kind of long? Uh, um, there's got to be some. Okay, I'm trying to like crew or... excess than thirty minutes. Of like a, I mean, I guess you can call like some of the older animal videos. Like a, they are a crew, the same guys for like a decade. Um, but I feel like like noteworthy long videos have like a real impact on people and like how they perceive riding and like what they want to do with themselves on the bike. Um, and I feel like a ten minute edit that's kind of like thrown together. Maybe it's a lot like more a forgettable or something like that. It's just it's yeah, it's more forgettable. Not to like I feel like I can watch it the ten effort they put into once. doing the tricks. Yeah, it's just But like a full length video like with angles, I think I've watched it like four or five times now. And yeah, every time I watch it I like get something new from it or like realize something that I missed before. But like if you watch like a shorter video, it's kinda like one and done. Yeah. Like I I'd like to make something that makes people like and it just makes them feel good, you know? Yeah. If you, you watch it a couple of times in a row, it's not because you fucking hated it. It's because you enjoy it. It puts mm-hmm. you in a good mood. I'd like to make something like that. Sparks the motivation to go out and ride yourself. Yeah. The soundtrack yeah, for me is awesome. a big part of it, too. Like, if I'm watching, like, a 40, 50-minute video, mm-hmm. I'll, like, you know, I have to like some of the music in it, and, like, that makes me want to go back. Right. Yeah, dude, I think BMX videos that I watched when I was in, like, high school and middle school, like crafted my uh taste in my music. music taste yeah yeah i'm like uh i'm just this, you know i grew up in like the suburbs and uh you know i saw like uh edwin ride and all of a sudden i was listening to papoose you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like they were like uh marvin like marvin Clan. watched a couple of uh old school animal videos or like bass broken videos with some rap in them and marvin just like ran away with like listening to cameron <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that's the goal, though. I'd like to, I'd like to recover well enough, at least to kind of 
make the trips to see the people that I call my friends that ride and uh, really showcase who they are, how they ride in, in the video. And I don't care too much and how long it takes. Of course, I'm not going to be like, you know, putting away clips for like three or four years. Right. Um, well, you know, a couple of years of effort sounds all right. I feel like two years is a pretty good, pretty good yeah. goal where you're still motivated to work on it, but it's enough time to like have a good pace and like actually film enough to make a full length style video. Yeah. The way the world is, you never know. Like somebody, somebody you want to film might not be around tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, there always seems like a little bit of an urgency, especially the BMX community. I feel like people unfortunately fall victim to, you know, bad, uh, bad habits or something like that, like drug use or something, or you get hit by a car. Drinking monster. Drinking yeah, monster. Playing video games. Yeah. Playing video games. Yeah. You friends. Dangerous stuff. Yeah. How about that? It's like an epidemic of the whammo crew. Playing <laughs> fucking video games. They're all playing COD. <laughs> I play a little games here and there, but I don't know. I feel like I've never really gotten hooked hooked to where it's right, Marvin, me. Craig, all of them. They're Charlie, Pepe now. Oh yeah, Charlie gang, gang obviously. Yeah. Were they, they streaming on Twitch? I don't know if he's streaming I anymore. Gang, I think Gang does I think Twitch. he's kind of retired from Twitch. Who? Gang. Oh, he doesn't do it anymore? No, I don't think so. Mm. All right, we're talking about video games. I'm really hungry. I think we should uh yeah, should call it a pod. Time. All right, gents. Freddie, thank you for uh, coming on. Austin, pleasure. Hopefully, it's before you go. I want to show you something. Hold on, wait. I took a photo. I took a photo. They're not going to see this. I took a photo with this, like, uh, what is it? What are you holding? This Fujifilm mini thing. Check it out. It's me. It's me riding again. I took a selfie. Damn, that's a great photo. That's a flex. That's yeah. You captured your good side there. Yeah. I couldn't see today. anything. I didn't know if it was like uh, working. Yeah, I got one of those like Instax mini cameras for yeah, my birthday. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sick. I'm pretty psyched. But yes, good conversation. I'm digressing. Yeah. I will. Uh, fun, Freddie. So usually we guys. end this with uh, we just like plug our Instagrams or whatever. So, what are you on Instagram when you uh, if you ever decide to post again? Oh yeah, yeah. So At for the many listeners that I know that are just itching to They're search looking me, to follow, on the gram. yeah, yeah. It's a derfagram, D E R F A G R A M. I just wanted to make uh, you say it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's uh, my name the spelled best. backwards, derf. You know, not so many people are so lucky as me to have such a versatile name. Yeah, mine's most, you know, manipulated and nicknamed. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at your keyboard, you'll see that F R E D are all touching each other in one corner. And that's how easy it is for me to write my name. And then D-R-E-W is like a T-shape. That's my last name. Got it so easy. Good to know. Right? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't have told all these people all these things. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. How hard Alrighty, is it to type your, your social, social security again? number? Oh, my social? Yeah, are the numbers <laughs> close together? Can you give us a hint? <laughs> I'm going to be able to open a credit line on my name. They're going to reject it when they see who it is. Yeah, very true. Alrighty, yeah. gents. I will right. talk to you at another time. So yeah, there's a Instagram for the podcast at Sore Losers BMX Podcast. I'm at Jay Kobley. Austin's at Austin underscore Mazer. And yeah, they know who he is. They know you, who he is. They do. If they're riding. Yeah. They know who that guy is. <laughs> Justin. They don't know who you are. No, no. <laughs> I'm playing around. All right. Um, all right, guys. Take Thanks it for easy. doing this. Uh, if you're not already doing so, get a camera and a bike.
go film something? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, not. You don't gotta. You don't have to. All right, I'm hanging up. <laughs>